Get a trash episode three eleven. My name is Eric. I'm Jason. <laughs> so uh, is this exciting? <laughs> we have two guests today, Edna and Goo. Uh, that is true. We've yeah. never recorded in the room with either of them, have we? We have not. Yeah. No. Yeah, we've we've never recorded in your house before. Oh yeah, we probably have not. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, we're in my house. <laughs> we're at Jason's place. Not the uh, not the typical gutter trash HQ, uh, but yeah, we uh, we we're gonna record tonight and uh, ran into to a snag. Yeah, some technical difficulties. Sure, sure. Uh, that uh, required us to to relocate for the night, and uh, here we are. Yeah. Uh, so, welcome if, to my home, everyone. Yeah. Uh, so if uh, so, a I'm recording this on my phone as we did with the uh, the recent uh, tomboy tomboy episode, the the on the go in the car episode. Uh, so the sound quality might be a little bit different, uh, but also, um, your mom is in the other room. Yeah, possibly sleeping. She's sick and sleeping. Yes. Uh, so that's why you got the weird hello at the beginning. (laughs) So we're not, uh, exactly going to be as boisterous as, as we tend to get it sometimes. But, but we'll be maybe even twice as dumb because it's late and I've been drinking. Uh, That is also (laughs) true. I have not been drinking, but it is late and I have not had much sleep over the last couple of days. Right. That's too bad. Yeah. Such as uh, the fact that I forgot to mention that uh, we're reviewing a comic book this episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's called Snapshot. By Andy Diggle. Yep, and Jock. That's don't, right. don't, don't forget to not credit the artist. No, I was, I was, it was one of those, like, what we've, like, Tomax and Zaymut style things where we oh, finish okay, each other's right. sentence. <laughs> um, no, Jock is not this man's name, I would assume. I don't believe it is, yeah. It's probably, like, Bob Perkins. Maybe. Something yeah. like that. If, uh, I had access to my phone, I'd look it up. <laughs> oh, your phone's right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's busy recording this, though. It is. I wonder, though. Nah. No, I'm not going to try. Yeah. <laughs> this is too perilous as is. I really don't care what Jock's name is because uh, I just know him as Jock. Sure. It's like uh, Frank Wiley. Like Prince. His, oh, okay. his name's like Gerard, you know, Sinophilus. Sure. Sinophilus, yeah. Prince, the most famous Greek in the world. He is the sexiest, most purple Greek in the world. Um, it's true. Yeah, uh, he's, he's pretty awesome. But no, you know, like uh, Frank Quietly is not that guy's real right. Name. Yeah, I actually knew his name, but I forget. It's Vince something. Uh, Vincent. Yeah, I can't uh, maybe starts with an M. Uh, I think at one point in time I did know Jock's real name, but it's it's not uh, a part of my brain at the moment. Now, do you think he goes by Jock because he doesn't want like? People to know he he's a lowly comic book artist, <laughs> as opposed to a fine artist. Or do you think he's just like, you know, he's really into just mm. this nickname? 
could be could be a nickname. You know, who knows? Uh, I don't know a thing about the man other than he, he draws some stuff. He's kind of a good artist. He's kind of a good artist. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like I like him. I like, do yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Uh, I was I uh, discovered him. I discovered him, guys. You were the one. I'm the one. Hey, you're the one that brought him out. <laughs> yep. Into the world. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no, he. Uh, the first time I ever saw his work or knew of him was uh, the Losers. Oh yeah. That, Didn't uh, he do with Diggle? With yeah. with Diggle. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and and I loved his work there. Uh, yeah. And I think he and Diggle have worked on a few things together. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. they they also did Green Arrow Year One, right? Oh, did they? I don't. I never read that one. I think they did. I want to say yes. Now, is this the first black and white Jock comic? Well, probably not the first, but it's definitely the first one I've seen. Yeah, it's the first one I've seen too. Yeah. And I think his art looks better in black and white. I'm almost with you. Yeah, I'm almost with you. But you're not quite. Not quite. Really? Because. There were more than a few times where reading this comic, I had no idea who the characters were. Right, because like hair color and things like that. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So. It happened to me once. Yeah. Uh, I mean. No, twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah. Uh, Especially because there are a couple of characters who have uh, long black hair. Mm hmm. And uh, and then a couple of characters who at a certain point uh, wear. Uh, the exact same uniforms. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. So it was at times hard to tell who was exactly who at that, all times. That happened to me once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I do think he's a damn good artist. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It kind of reminds me, like especially when he does um, environments, he mm-hmm. reminds me of Sean Murphy a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Sean Murphy maybe puts a little more detail and that's not like an insult to jock no, it's just like it's just like a stylistic choice right um, i'm sorry I'm, there are animals in the room <laughs> and, and i will pet them you occasionally um but i don't know that i've ever read anything by andy diggle before unless right. unless we did for the show and i just I don't, don't believe we have at this yeah. point yeah i don't i don't think i've I'm much familiar with his work. Right. Uh, I've I've read some stuff that he's done. Uh, obviously, The Losers and Green Arrow, Year One. Um, Did he write the Bible? He may have written the Bible. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I never read it, so right. well, I yeah. can't You're tell you for on, sure. Right? Waiting on him to team up with Jock for the illustrated version. Yeah. yeah. Right. That would be kind of <laughs> cool, actually. Yeah. Didn't uh, Simon Bisley do the, the yes, Bible? Simon Bis- and, yeah. uh, and, uh, and Robert Keith, Crumb. And Robert Keith Crumb. Giffen also? I don't remember Giffen involved in that. I but. feel like Keith Giffen may have done something really? bible at some yeah. point. Uh-huh. I'd, I'd read that. Yeah. The Bible in nine panel pages segments. <laughs> right. And then, of course, uh, there's the sequel to the Bible. The Bible 2 by Nick Marino. And, uh, <laughs> Is there a Bible 2? <laughs> Uh, the comic that uh, is called Holy Fuck was okay. originally titled Bible 2. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Holy Fuck is more of a catchy title. It is. Uh, I think it grabs more people's attention. Because mm-hmm. it's got the word fuck in it. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a word that perks ears. It does. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and then uh, Snapshot. So, yeah, this book is called Snapshot. It's yes. a four-issue image miniseries from several years ago. Uh, I think 2013 is when yeah. it came out. Okay, yeah. Uh, I remember, like, yeah, because I did really enjoy The Losers and, and uh, Green Arrow Year One by, by both of these gentlemen. So, you know, I was like, hey creator owned image book right you know, yeah i'm sure yeah why not uh but i honestly did not know that this was a thing because usually i order my comics through uh my my mail order service mm-hmm. and bypassing those smelly comic book shops yep whenever i can <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, the first issue came out and i did not know that it was a thing that maybe i had even wanted like i don't think i even remember it being advertised anywhere oh anything. really yeah and so I called you and said, hey, if you guys have a copy of number one, please stick it in my, my file. And you did. And then I placed the rest on my uh, next orders <laughs> so that I could get it at a steeper discount. Right. Yeah. yeah. I do remember when this came out, I was really tempted to buy it because I was like, oh, it's black and white. And it's, you know, like, I don't, I don't remember any other black and white image comics. Other There's than, been a few. Is there? Walking Dead. I've never heard of it. Okay. Is that a new one? Uh, it's fairly new. It's a little small. I mean, didn't, uh, didn't Jim Valentino have like a line of black and white books? Uh, at Image? Yeah. Like, like Shadowline, wasn't that oh, all like black yeah, and white comics? that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess there has been a few. Oh, yeah. Um, but they're few and far between. Sure. One specifically I remember is called Paradigm. Oh, by, yeah. By Jeremy Hahn and somebody whose name I can't remember. I think I, think I read a couple of those. Yeah. That's all right. It's a little weird. Yeah. Uh, and some graphic novels, like then, uh, like Rick Spears and uh, the, the Teenage from Mars guys. Rob G. Rob G. Yeah. Didn't they put out a couple books for him and Oh, or, man. I don't even remember. Uh, uh, but there's been color books yeah. or black pocket yeah. books. Yeah. But they're. they're they're kind of striking, like especially even the covers. Um, they're kind of mostly black and white with a little red or pink monotone. Right. And uh, and when you set them all out with all the new books, they are kind of striking yeah. because there's so much color, so much crazy digital color now. Right. That when there is a black and white cover, it really like kind of pops. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know uh, that also is a testament to the 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 design sense and good artistry of of jock yeah yeah Yeah, he's definitely a good designer like like if you kind of just flip through the pages the the page layouts just really well well put together he's done a uh he did a run on detective comics a couple years ago oh yeah uh and there's like one cover in particular of the joker uh, the bat, all the bats, all the bats yeah. formed out of bats. That oh, is yeah. an amazing cover, and he's, it's also very similar to this. It's black and white with a little red. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's kind of okay. Yeah. He's kind of the Rob Liefeld of comics. He kind of is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so snapshot, what, snapshot. What's it about? It's a crime comic. Yeah. Uh, which, which honestly, uh, like I honestly didn't know what this book was going to be about before I even started reading mm-hmm. it. When I even picked it, I didn't even know. Oh, well, nice. Uh, I just knew, you know, Andy Digglejack, I want to read this. And then I found him and I said, Hey, 
I still need to pick a book. This looks short <laughs> enough to read. Right. There's only four of them. Right. Let's do it. Uh, but no, it's uh, it's about a a kid uh, who is uh, riding through the park one day on his bike, and he finds a a phone on the ground, like a like, like a, a smartphone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the very type of phone that we're using to record this wow. episode. And then he records his own podcast. Yep. Where he reviews a comic called Gutter Trash. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so meta. <laughs> no, no, he does not. No, he does find a phone though. Yeah, and he uh, takes it back to uh, to his job uh, working at a comic book store, mm-hmm. the yeah. Rhino or something, uh, the, the something pes- like that. The pesky Rhino. Yeah, uh, I'm curious. You can the the near mint Rhino. The near mint Rhino. That makes no sense. No, to me. it is. Yeah. It's probably a British thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so he, uh, you know, he's got this uh, new phone of that that uh, he's excited to have found, and he starts going through it and uh, finds some pictures of of some dead people. On yeah, right. Or like, at least one dead guy, like murdered, murdered, dead, dead murdered, guy. dead. Yeah, like bullet through the head, uh, missing a pinky, lots of blood. It's kind of some some mafioso shit right there. Yep. Uh, and he uh, suitably is a little freaked out. Oh yeah, yeah. I would be too. Uh, and he's he's there with a friend of his who's a uh, poorly represented comic nerd. <laughs> uh, maybe accurately represented comic nerd. Yeah. His name's Steve, and he's all about uh, Alan Moore and. Snide remarks. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty accurate. It's no comic book person that I have ever met. <laughs> what? I've probably served a dozen of them today. Well, you're you have surrounded yourself in that lifestyle. <laughs> yes. I I have I mail order my comics, right. so I don't interact with anyone other than <laughs> you or Joe. About comic books. You know, I was really excited in this first issue because, yeah, Jake works at a comic book shop. And uh, and I don't know. Okay, first of all, I'm always excited to see a character I can relate to in that aspect. Like when I watched watched True Romance for the first time, I was like, that's me. Um, But no. You're talking about Alabama? (laughs) Alabama Whirly. I'm not damaged goods. But you are a busty blonde whore. I am a busty blonde (laughs) I prefer Call Girl. Um, no, but I, I really liked that there was a, a scene where Jacob is the comic book kid yeah. that finds the phone. He's showing Steve this comic that they just bought, which, you know, like I do that all the time. I'm always excited when we get something cool. Right. Um, and, and it's this old issue of, man, what's that British comic that has Axel Press button in it? Oh, yeah. It's uh, an actual comic. Right, yeah. And I remember saying that, and it was like, oh, Jason will love that. Yeah. I mean, Warrior. Warrior, that's it. Yeah. It's an old, like, British anthology that Alan Moore wrote for, like, before he was Alan Moore. When right. He was just, when he was that's just, where Viva Veneta started out. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, on the cover is the Axel Press Button, which is a comic I loved when I was a kid. Right. And I just kind of recently rediscovered... I had never heard of him until a couple months ago or whatever. And you had like a stack of them. Yeah. Yeah. And you actually, I think you drew, uh, that character. Yeah. Uh, while I was here, he's a character. He's a bald man. 
who was uh, mostly eaten by a carnivorous alien plant who is sentient and it took his legs and one of his arms and most of his chest away and it felt so bad about you know having to eat him because it had a conscience that it helped him like get robot body parts like robot legs and arm and and it and even installed a button on his chest that he could push whenever he wanted to have an orgasm <laughs> which is very thoughtful sure um, and it's just such a weird character, um, written by Alan Moore's, I think Steve Dillon drew some of them and Alan yeah. Davis. Like it's, it's a great, it's a great series. If, if you ever see them in quarter boxes, which is usually where they reside. No. <laughs> not after this. Yeah. Not after this though. <laughs> so yeah, that was really cool that, that like, I, I love the first issue of this because it, it's, it's got stuff like that, like the comic book guy showing an actual press button. And it, I honestly think the first issue has a more of a, like, like a way more of a whimsical, like fun oh, uh, yeah, yeah. element. And then it just kind of goes really dark and down, down that slope. Well, sure. We're, from there. We're, we're dealing with murder and hitmen. Well, yeah, I mean, we're dealing with murder, but I just felt like the first issue kind of set up that, Hey, there's also going to be some like, some jokes and some fun. Right. And it, it just kind of like, I do think it was kind of strange that the second, third and fourth issues don't really have any of that at all. Right. And the first one kind of sets it up as if it's going to be that. So I will, I will start off my little review here by saying I was disappointed with the fact that it seemed like it was going to be more of a fun comic. Right. And then it just like kind of took a left turn and didn't, didn't delve into that anymore. Right. I think also for me, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, again, I feel like the, the representation of, of comic book fans in that first issue, like didn't really do much for me. Right. Uh, it doesn't do much, but it's fairly accurate. Unfortunately, uh, I guess. Yeah. But again, like I, uh, like I don't, I don't feel like I've ever met anyone like that. Really? Like, I mean, I have, I, I absolutely have, but like, you know, why would you make like the worst representation of a comic book fan? Like one of the main characters who, at least they killed him. They, spoiler. <laughs> I was about to say that too. Okay. Uh, but it's like, you know, they kill him, but at the same time, it's like, well, you're kind of killing what I consider a terrible person. <laughs> right. Well, maybe that's why they killed him. Maybe it was like some sort of like, let, let's create this character that kind of represents the things we don't like about right. the fans of our medium. And then just off him. Right. Yeah. But then, you know, we're, we're still supposed to feel sympathy for Jake because they're apparently they're buddies. They're buddies. Yeah. Although Jake calls him his best friend later on. And I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because uh, cause it didn't seem like you guys are best friends. Well, maybe Jake has some social anxieties and uh, <laughs> has some problems making friends. Are you saying that uh, you maybe are friends with people who you probably wouldn't be friends with because of social anxiety? Uh, I'm saying all comic nerds have some mental problems, <laughs> including you and I. <laughs> well, that is a fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, okay, well, you mentioned you know he found the phone. Oh and yeah, yeah, solid dead guy. Yeah, 
And then, uh, yeah, he kind of freaks out. Yeah, he calls one would. Sure. But uh, he does, you know, what I would consider to be the right thing. He calls the police. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it, uh, or no, he doesn't. Uh, The phone rings. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Uh the phone rings. And and he answers it and... and, uh, and it's the police. Yeah. Or or it's a guy claiming to be right, the police. Right, right. Uh, Jake's a little dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he works at a comic book shop. Who would do that? That is true. <laughs> Over the age of 15. What kind of, a, what kind of a moron? You mean from the age of 15? Oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the phone rings and the guy's like, I'm a police officer and I'm trying to find this this phone. It's right. part of an ongoing investigation. Right. He's like, oh, well, here's where I'm at. Right, come, yeah. come, come, come get, get, it. get me. Yeah. Uh, it's like he's never read a comic or seen a movie before. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know. That's just another thing that bothered me about that particular scene anyway. Uh, and actually, I was talking about this with uh, with our friend Matt Brassfield earlier today. Uh, you know, just like when you're reading or watching something and the characters behave in a way that like, like even though like we've, we've been introduced, you know, to these characters and this world and it's supposed to be you know, our, our world, right. you know, the fact that, you know, like when people encounter a thing as if, like it has never existed before. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's kind of how I felt with this. Yeah. It was just like, you know, it's like, oh, they've never seen like a crime movie <laughs> where a evil person is going to lie. And right. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I do think though, cause you know, he found this phone and he was like all excited. He was going to, he was going to keep it. Yeah. And or I, sell it. Or sell it. Right. And I feel like when he, when he did get a call from, you know, someone claiming to be a police officer, maybe he was kind of caught off guard and like kind of scared that he was going to get in trouble. It's possible. So he was maybe like, Oh yeah, yeah, I was going to, yeah, just come get it. Yeah. So maybe he was just a little thrown off. Right. Uh, but then he, uh, pretty quickly, I think figures out that, uh, that, uh, he's about to die. Yeah. This guy that claimed to be a cop coming to get the phone is not actually a cop. He's probably the guy that, Killed the body that's been right, you know that that there's photos of on the phone. So uh, so Jake and Steve both escape, and uh, Jake decides uh, once he's safe uh, to actually take it to the police himself, mm-hmm. uh, who don't particularly buy his story. Yeah, and I love I love the like policeman that he goes to because he is Jim Gordon, pretty much. Yeah, like, like he is everything that I picture when I think of like pre-commissioner maybe yeah, right like maybe like year one style yeah. jim gordon like, like uh, gary oldman jim gordon exactly not yeah. not gotham jim gordon right <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah no absolutely uh, maybe even a little ben urich yeah, yeah. yeah. uh yeah they uh the police uh don't, don't exactly believe him but uh, they look at the pictures on the phone uh but then uh the guy in those pictures shows up to claim his phone. The murdered man. The murdered man. Yes. <laughs> and he and he basically says, you know, hey, you know, this was like a murder mystery play we were, we right. were doing. And we took some fo- photos and I lost my phone and it's all a big quirky mix up. Yep. 
And you're like, oh, well, this comic isn't nearly as exciting as I thought it was. <laughs> and the end. And then, like, uh, the next three issues are just uh, pinups by Jock. <laughs> and, uh, and more, you know, Axel Pressbutt. No, right. no, it's, it uh, actually just turns into an Axel Pressbutt. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> that was such a good comic. <laughs> no, that's not what happens. It's a, uh, you know... It takes another left turn. Yeah, there's a big conspiracy happening. Right. Pretty darn big conspiracy. And then Jake finds himself uh, smack dab in the middle of it. Uh, And and then the turns and twists just keep coming. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like... Yeah, it's basically like... This this fella has been hired by this seedy, mysterious, like... Uh, it's like a banking banking company, company right? Yeah. And he's supposed to murder people who um, <laughs> get out of line, basically. Right, yeah, pretty like much. People yeah. that use the algorithms to their own advantage, right? And uh, and he's got this deal going where he fakes their deaths and takes you know fake photos of their bodies, and and has them work for him as payoff for not killing them, right? <laughs> So it's kind of this complex uh, it's conspiracy complex. Yeah. conspiracy thing. Yeah. Um, it it uh, it makes me think like you know a like like to be able to coordinate to that would take a lot of manpower, right? As one dude, right? That that yeah, he he would simply just not be able to do that by yeah. himself. Or even if he you know, was just hiring people to help him, like you know, how loyal can people truly right. really be? Yeah, you know? to a guy like that. Or or how could he do it for so long without anybody finding out before now? Right. Uh, yeah, there's there's some holes in the, there. There are definitely some yeah. holes. Uh, it's like uh, you know, I read a movie review once uh, for uh, some horror film. You know, I think it was called Vacancy. Okay. Uh, with Luke Wilson and. Frank Wally. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's like, you know, basically, like these people that run this little motel would basically, you know, kidnap these people who would check in and then, like, tur- torture and murder them. And they've been apparently doing this for years and getting away with it. Now, all of a sudden, here's these two people who are thrust into this situation, but yet they're able to overpower and, and, uh, you know, defeat the guys who have been doing this for years. Right. Like it just, it yeah. does not make sense. There's like, there's nothing different about their situation that would make you think like, okay, well then. Right. Like, yeah, Luke Wilson isn't right. like, you know, a CIA it's, operative or anything right. like that. Yeah. yeah. Luke Wilson's, I mean, he's pretty beefy, but sure. Sure. He, he's no, you know, uh, Batista. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah. here we have uh, basically been tearing apart this comic for the last twenty minutes or so, but I still kind of enjoyed it. You know, it was it was enjoyable, but it, like I do think I enjoyed the first issue like twice as much as I enjoyed the rest of it, right? Because it was a little more fun. Um, and then yeah, once you kind of get like like it is it like the first issue ends in such a way that you're like, what is what is happening? Right? This is crazy. I'm interested. And then you read the second one, you're like, oh, okay, it's still kind of crazy. But the the more it goes along, the more you find out, kind of the less interesting it is. Right. Um, 
And definitely the less fun it is. But right, right. It's, it's still cool, and there's a lot of action, and it, it's is. a page-turner, yeah. and the art is gorgeous. Yeah, that is also true. But, I do know Diggle... I'll get into this in a second. But Diggle uh, wanted to... Initially, I guess he pitched this as a movie. Yeah, this was a screenplay, yeah, and, and, and Jock convinced him to let him draw it. Right. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's great. I mean, honestly, if, if I was a writer who, who was friends with a new jock, you right. know, who says, hey, let me draw your comic, of course I'm going to say yeah. yes. Yeah, okay, jock. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, like like after I read that, I was like, hey, I think this would have been better as a movie. Right. But the I, I'm curious, though, because, like, without spoiling the ending, it's kind of a kind of a bleak one note ending a little bit yeah. and, I, and i wonder if that would have been like you know different as a film right eh, i mean yeah i don't know probably like I, like I feel like it wouldn't have played out the same exact way like some producer probably would have you know, said eh, it's, a, it's a little bit of a downer <laughs> right yeah. like, like let it end with them getting into hot air balloon and like cue a <laughs> cue cue smash mouth and and uh and, 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 <laughs> And then it'll just be happy and good. Right. Um, <laughs> it was. It was all right. Yeah, it's fine. It's like a fun, like weird mystery thing. With, I, I just honestly like wish that they would have continued the uh, the tone of the first issue throughout the series, where right. it was a little more like some fun elements peppered in there, right. like some jokes and some. Like it wasn't like a slapstick <clears throat> comedy, but no, there were there were some fun moments in the first one, and it is just gone and issues right, two through yeah. four. I mean, it's just like dark. you said, by the time it ends, it is just bleak. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which I don't mind bleak, but no, yeah, I mean, it just felt a little unbalanced right. tonally. Well, maybe if the change was more subtle, but uh, you're right, it does like by issue two, like just completely turn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool though. I like the characters. Like, yeah, for like the most I'm kind of rooting for the guy. I mean, maybe it's because I work at a comic book shop and right, I'm, right. I feel a little in tune with him. But maybe you just uh, the, there's a little element of uh, wish fulfillment in there for you. Yeah, right. Do, do, do you uh, wish to get involved uh, in some sort of? Uh, I kind of violent do. conspiracy. I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, you know I love you, but uh, I, I don't see you making it through the end of one of those. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't think I would do well with guns and hopping uh, fences with barbed wire and stuff right. like that. Yeah, like not 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 well. Yeah, I think but there's probably not really anybody you work with at Mavericks that maybe probably not even you, Neil. You know, I would honestly, I'm happy to say, I think I would do the best in one of those situations. Probably out of, out of everyone. Yeah. But, but I would still do poorly. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then I would be your friend that gets shot and killed. Right. In the first issue. Right. Yeah. Knowing me, it probably wouldn't have even had anything to do with the conspiracy. It probably just would have accidentally <laughs> happened. <laughs> But yeah, if you like, you know, kind of conspiracy crime comics, this, yeah. this is a fun little read. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if uh, if, you're, if you're a fan of Andy Diggle, Jock, and you're a fan of their team-ups, then, you know, I mean, yeah. Why not? Why not? Exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, I still think the losers is, is far superior, but it also was like 30 issues. So, right. So I had more time to like more time to develop. Right. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, green arrow just because, you know, Hey, uh, green arrow. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so that's the thing I was going to say. Uh, I keep calling him Diggle as, as we've been talking, uh, which is the name of a character on the arrow. Is it really? Show. Yeah. yeah really. It's John Diggle. Uh, whose brother Andy uh, had died prior to the show starting. Uh, <laughs> Until spoilers, they've recently discovered that Andy Diggle is alive now. Oh, really? Yeah. So there is a character named Andy Diggle in the show. Yep. Wow. Because <laughs> huh. they do, uh, at least in the first season, because they, they would do the story of Ollie, you know, becoming Arrow or the hood during the first season right uh or the vigilante uh but they would flash back to like his time on the uh the being stranded on the island and a lot of that was heavily influenced by the green arrow year one uh so you know and obviously you know it's a nod it's a nod but man do i hate nods yeah it's annoying i think there's a difference between a subtle nod and a smash over the head with a two by four with Andy Diggle's name on it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, just like I've always said this, you know, it's like whenever like you watch the flash or something like that and like, Oh, I'm in the corner of uh, Wade and where and go. Fuck you. <laughs> They're like, huh? That's for you. Right. Yeah. Huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. What do you think? Uh, I think, feel like they've they've gotten that out of their system for the most part but there is still a character named diggle right floating around and now andy diggle you know i do like little subtle like oh sure things yeah. but but if it's not subtle it's just terrible exactly you know? yeah uh yeah like there's a uh the jessica jones netflix show uh, there, there is a small joke uh that happens late in the series that uh like, I honestly didn't even realize that it happened until, like, I read about it. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's a Doctor Who joke, sort of, uh, because the the villain in the show is played by David Tennant, who was the Tenth Doctor. Right. Uh, but, like, you know, there's a scene between him and Jessica Jones where he's watching videos of, like, basically him as a child being tortured by his parents. Uh and like he says something and Jessica looks at him and says, well, you're not 10 anymore. Oh, wow. 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 Right. But like, it's done in a way that like, you know, like it's just dialogue. Right. But like, you know, once you actually read it, it's like, Oh, Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, that's kind of fun. Right. Yeah. It's like a little trivia kind of thing. Exactly. Not, not like right. smashing you over the head with it. Exactly. Like, at least so far in the episodes I've watched, there has not been like an officer Bendis, like coming <laughs> to the rescue or anything like that. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Snapshot. It's, it's all right. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's nothing bad about it, but, right. but I, I wouldn't say it was amazing either. No. It was, it was a, kind of a fun read. Yeah. Enjoy it for the art and stories. Just kind of, I mean, like we said, it's dark and bleak, but it's, it's a light story also. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not too gratuitous. It's, nah. it's more just like a, a good crime story. 
it's a good crime story, and like you can definitely see, like, oh, well, this would probably have made a pretty decent action right. movie. Yeah. yeah, maybe it still will. Maybe get on the get in on the ground floor <laughs> there when, you go. when it's still three dollars instead of you know right four hundred. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Let's take a break. All right, I could use uh, another beer. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Midnight. It is. Are we gonna let it all hang out? Sure. <laughs> I mean, my dick's already on. Oh gosh, <laughs> you can't see it because I'm on the other side of the table. Yeah, yeah. There's a pretty nice sized table between us here. Yeah. We're, we're sitting on the floor. Yeah. This is the first time we've ever podcasted from the floor. I know, right? Wow. Does that mean we're we're like all washed up now? <laughs> We're laying on the floor I recording think, a podcast. I think we're we're just uh, we're just loosey goosey. We're, oh, we're we're being groovy. Oh wow, we are yeah. being groovy. <laughs> oh, uh, I love we, being groovy. We've recorded in some odd places. Uh, mm. Car, obviously, car. recently a bed, uh, the basement of a hotel, basement of a hotel. That space. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a bed. Yeah. What? Uh, Did we record in bed once? Yeah, you recorded me in bed. <laughs> you were fully aware and awake. I feel like I feel like, I, and and there was more people with us <laughs> uh, when we did uh, Appleseed. Okay, we, we uh, were both uh, sitting on beds. Okay, with with Brian John Mitchell oh, and Kurt Dins. That's better than I was. <laughs> I was like, what? 
See, we've recorded on recliners and on couches <laughs> and a kitchen table. Wow. We've really kind of done it all at we this have, point. We have. We yeah. <laughs> have. Uh, uh, so, yeah. How you doing? Uh, pretty well. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, had a few beers. Yes, yeah. I feel kind of relaxed. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. This weekend is a, a comic book convention. Yeah, of here, sorts. Here in Dayton. Yeah. And, uh, more of a more of a train show. A what? More like, you know, just people selling stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not like artists no. and, and, and artist alley and stuff like that. Well, the, no the, celebrity guests. The, well, there's like a few local legends, but that's about it. And then uh, <laughs> we're going to be selling our, selling our wares. Sure. Mostly toys, probably. That's kind of sad, I guess. Yeah, well, uh, it's like Marvel comic toys. Oh, okay. So, you know, right. We're going to take a bunch. Of, we, we bought a giant collection of Marvel Legends figures, and uh, we're going to take those and try to sell them. Were Christmas the time. Local Christmas Legends time. that you were talking about? In the, one of the local Marvel Legends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. You think uh, Kyle Hutz is going to steal another poster <laughs> from you this time? <laughs> Did I ever tell that story on here? I don't know if you did or not. I don't think I did. Okay. <laughs> I, there's this comic show at Hair Arena here in Dayton called the Jim and Dan's Comic and Toy Show. Right. And they do it eh, quarterly. So I think four, so, yeah. four times a year. I think they used to do it bi-monthly, but right. yeah, they switched it up, yeah. Well, the, the, the previous show, I think it was back in August. Right. Um, um, local artist Kyle Hotz was Hotz. Is it Hotz? I think it's Holtz. I asked him once, and I swear to God, I think he said Holt. <laughs> there is no L, and his, it ends with a Z. Right. So, I don't know. I'm not sure either. All I, I know is that I do have his home address. <laughs> it, well, you we should go over there and ask him right we now. Should. It's only 1230 at night on a <laughs> Thursday. Um, now, I think it's Holtz, I think. But yeah. either way. Incredible artist. Oh yeah, pretty, absolutely. Pretty nice guy. Yeah, but he lives here in Dayton. Yeah, and, and he's been he's done a lot of major stuff. We've oh yeah, reviewed one of his books before. I priced some of his Hulk comics today. At my yeah, books. yeah. And he's 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 great. I I'd say he's in the upper echelon of of working comic artists. Absolutely, he, he's awesome. Yes, um, but <laughs> at the last show we were at. Um, I was working at the table for Mavericks and kind of, kind of like right across from us and down a couple tables, there was a dude selling movie posters. Right. And from, from my position there, my vantage point, if you will, I noticed he had, cause he had them like basically like the movie posters were, you know, completely un- unrolled and like connect, you know, like shrink wrapped against a piece of cardboard so, sure. you, so you could see them. And the front one was the Beastmaster movie poster from the 80s. Yeah. And my gosh, I watched that movie so many times when I was a kid. My cousin, who's like 10 years older than me, brought it over on VHS and like entertained us for many, many times with it. Right. And he loves this movie. This is like one of his favorite movies. And I was like, I should get this movie poster for my cousin for Christmas. Like once our table dies down a little bit, I'm going to walk over there and see how much that is. Right. And so eventually that happened and our table died down a little bit and I walked over there and, uh, about the same exact moment that I was walking up, Kyle Hotz was walking up yeah. and, uh, with it, with his kid. And, uh, and we were looking at the movie posters and I was like waiting my turn to like talk to the guy behind the table right. and I was flipping through the movie posters 
and you know and one, he had like two piles of them two like like little displays of them and one of them had a tag on it that said like five bucks each mm-hmm. and the other the other pile had no price tag at all and that was the pile that had the Beastmaster poster so I was like ah, I wonder if maybe these are more like right, right. Maybe, maybe they're more collectible so I was like I'll ask and uh and finally my turn comes up and like, actually it's more like me and Kyle's turn because we're both kind of right next to each elbow other. Elbow to elbow, sort of. I mean, it's not like a line where you're taking numbers. No, yeah. No, we're no, just, no. we're just both kind of like right elbow there. Elbow to massively <laughs> formed muscular elbow. Oh, thank you. I have, been, work- I have been working out. <laughs> uh, no, Kyle Hotz is a pretty, pretty like buff dude. He is super buff. Yeah. yeah. Like he's not what you think of when you think of comic book artist. Nope. You think he's of like the opposite of that. You think of some fat bald guy with like a comb over in his basement, like yep. smoking cigars and drawing <laughs> terrible, like yeah. terrible robot porn comics. Uh, yeah. This is like an actual superhero is drawing comics. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> he's fucking ripped. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and then, so anyway, we both kind of get up right to the counter at the same time. And he's like kind of just kind of looking around at the posters. He's not touching any of them, right. but he's just kind of looking around. And I'm like, "Hey, are all these posters five dollars each, or just this one pile?" And the guy was like, "Yeah, they're all five bucks each." And at that very moment, Kyle says, "Well, then I'll take that Beastmaster poster." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" <laughs> And so the guy's like, well, cool, let me wrap it up for you. And he like grabs it and like sells it to Kyle. And I and like I'm like, what? And I kind of go back over to the the pile and I start flipping through, and like, maybe he's got doubles. Right. He doesn't have any doubles. Sure. Like the next best thing, there was like a Superman 4 movie poster. And I was like, that's kind of cool. But but I don't think my cousin would want it. So Kyle Hotz, uh Hotz. Artist I love. Nice, nice enough guy. Like I've super bought, nice guy. Yeah. I've bought a couple of pieces of original art from him and he gave, he gave me a good deal. He's like he's like, ah, oh, you know, I know you just really like this. It's not like you're trying to invest in it. Like right. he's just super nice. He is. He Great really artist, is. super nice guy. But if you ever want a poster, <laughs> don't let him snag it from me, because he'll totally fucking snag it from you. So hopefully, hopefully, if there's something cool at that show tomorrow, Kyle's not there to usurp my right my fine power. <laughs> I still love him though. Oh yeah, he's he's, great. he's still great. Yeah. If it was anybody else, I'd be pissed. Right, right. He, he's a super nice guy. Uh, I think uh, I was sort of nearby when that happened. Uh, like I was there for the <laughs> aftermath. And like he, he literally was like walking past us with the Beastmaster poster. Beastmaster poster. <laughs> and I think I said, you, you want me to take him out? Yeah, I'm take him. <laughs> There's no way I could take him. There's out. no way. No. no. <laughs> like I might be taller than him, but, uh, just like his muscles are just, you know, and I'm a big ass fat guy. Uh, his muscles are like so much. He is so much wider than I am. He, he's pretty ripped. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and if and if if you're unfamiliar with his art, seriously, totally Google Kyle Hotz. Yeah, yeah, his last name's H O T Z. Um, he did a ton of stuff. Um, we we reviewed uh, the Billy the Kid uh, and yeah, Billy the Kid in the old timey oddities uh, series that he did with Eric Powell. But you should totally check out his his creator owned mosaic. Mosaic is 
It's beautiful. Yeah, uh-huh. it is so beautiful. I've actually been thinking about picking it for the show. I would love to reread that. Yeah. I haven't read it in like ten years. Right. I did. Yeah, I pulled it out a couple months ago to you know set aside. I was like, I'm gonna reread this and yeah. probably pick it. So. Oh yeah, I would love for that to it, happen. It may happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we can just kind of gush all over him again pretty much i've got no problems doing that uh actually oddly enough that just this past week i got uh a uh portfolio book that uh featuring a bunch of his artwork oh yeah that i bought from him you bought from him how dare you support that asshole (laughs) (laughs) i don't give a fuck about beastmaster (laughs) Yeah. Well, he ruined my cousin's Christmas. That's well, all I was doing. <laughs> I'm going to buy him a box of, box of like stale Sour Patch Kids from the, the dollar store. Uh, no, yeah. Check out Mosaic. It's, yeah. it's pretty beautiful. It is. It's by Sirius Comics, the people that did Cry for Dawn, I think. I believe so, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll have fun uh, doing the show. I hope you do as well. Mm-hmm. Still undecided whether I will show up or not, but oh well. If you do, don't eat the pretzels or the nachos. <laughs> I've I've heard. Yeah. I hear they induce vomiting. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't have any money, so I probably shouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> All right. So the last time I went, when I didn't have money, I wound up spending like thirty dollars on comics. <sighs> I know, isn't it? It's frustrating because you're like. I'm here, I see this, I may never see this again. Right. There's some pretty cool stuff there sometimes. Yep, yep. Yeah. So you uh, read any other cool comics this week or anything? Um, I read the Batman Turtles number one. Oh, yeah, out. how was that? You know, it was, it was. I would say it's wholly mediocre. Oh, like, okay. Like, there was nothing wrong with it. Right. But there was nothing like, <clears throat> wow. Right. You know, like, it was like, okay, you know, Batman's broody and Alfred is <laughs> giving him a hard time. And right. the turtles are infighting a little bit and they're eating some pizza. And, you know, I, I get it. You know. These all sound like elements that would be in either one of their comics. And I knew, like, the, on the first page of the comic, when I started reading it, I was like, I bet... Batman and the Turtles are going to meet each other in the very last page of this comic. Right. And that's exactly what happened. Because <clears throat> <clears throat> it's a six-issue series, and they sure. can't they can't give you that in the first issue. Well, of course not, yeah. So, yeah, it was, and the art's not bad, and the story's not bad, but it's nothing special. Right. <clears throat> I uh, should be getting a blank variant cover for that uh, soon. It's cool. But I also did put one on my file of, of the regular cover just to, to read. Oh, yeah? Because I'm going to draw all over that other one. So. Well, you, you can read the one you're going to draw on. Well, sure. But, like, you know, I figured, eh, you know what? I might as well just get this damn right. book. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. And I, I might check out this at least one more of them. Right. Like I said, it's six issues. So I don't know if I'm going to hang in for right. the whole run. But I mean, you know, like, I love Batman. And I've got kind of an affinity for the turtles mostly because of your vanilla ice fan club uh i would say solely because of that right. yeah yeah uh so you know it's like i'm not i don't think ever going to be surprised by a batman or turtles comic right ever right so you know I guess my expectations on it are probably going to be a little more yeah. realistic than maybe some. I, yeah, I mean, like and like I said, I, 
I wasn't disappointed because that's exactly what I expected. Right. But but I like, <clears throat> I didn't even buy it. I was like, I'm just gonna borrow this. Sure. And, and I read it, and and it sold really well. Like I think we got 50 of them, and we sold like 37 of them by today, which right. that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I have not read any comics. Watched a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I saw a movie. Old oh. Krampus. Oh, it's a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie yeah. of sorts. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a Christmas movie. Yeah, uh, it's just about a horrible demon monster that uh, terrorizes a family. So it's a scary movie. It is. It is a, a horror movie, but a comedic horror movie. Those are the best kind. <clears throat> I honestly think so. I enjoy those quite a bit. Yeah, I'm a fan of comedy, and I'm a fan of horror. Why not? And you're such a fan of Christmas. And I, you know, I will say this. The movie kind of choked me up a couple times because of the overall message about people should just be good to each other at Christmas. That's true. And, and, you know. And maybe the other 11 months, too. Right, yeah. Uh, But, you know, like, just, you know, because it's it's kind of about, because the movie starts and it's kind of great. Uh, the the opening scenes of this movie take place at like a department store, where people are basically misbehaving, trampling people, and just fist fighting each other in the aisles for <laughs> presents and toys, for TVs that are half fresh, right, <clears throat> and just not giving a shit about you know their fellow human beings, and you know Christmas time, Christmas time, exactly. And it all revolves around basically this boy who his grandmother has, has basically raised him to appreciate Christmas and and to believe in the spirit of it. And specifically, even though he is probably about 12 years old or so, like he is, you know, still tries to hold on to the belief of a Santa Claus. Wow. You know, and, and he even admits that, you know, Santa is... Most likely not real, but you know he just he just wants to hold on to that that little piece of his childhood. Yeah, and then uh, the the family uh, are basically kind of terrible people, and then uh, like a bunch of uh, uh, I would say parallel to cousin Eddie from the vacation movies. Okay, uh, okay. and his family show up. <laughs> Uh, for for the holiday and uh, kind of make things worse. Is that Randy Quaid? Is that either? yeah? yeah. Uh, and uh, and so the kid basically just gets really frustrated and uh, just kind of you know sort of says fuck it to Christmas, uh, which uh, brings about sort of a Christmas apocalypse in which the Krampus uh, shows up to basically punish. The entire family for being assholes. Right. Well, good for the Krampus. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so th- there were a couple of times where where it was just like, oh, you know, like like kind of hit me a little bit. Yeah. You know, uh, particularly scenes with the grandma. And uh, but it's an enjoyable movie. It was really enjoyable. That's cool. Yeah. yeah I, I would like to see that actually. I haven't been to the theater since Mad Max. That's right. the last time I went. That so. was uh. No, I saw Ant Man. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I was actually just thinking I've not seen very many theatrical releases. Yeah. Saw Avengers, Ant Man, Mad Max, this, 
And I think I saw one of the Rift Tracks movies. Oh, yeah. But yeah. no Moby Dick, huh? <laughs> Why do you keep bringing that up? I, I, I just, like, I'm really excited about a movie about a whale. I don't know. Seriously? Yeah. Really? I, I kind of am. All right. It's not I, even about Moby Dick. All right. It's about, like, the story that inspired Herman Melville to write Moby Dick. Which I might like better. I've never read Moby Dick. Uh, well, then why, why are you so excited about this I, movie? I don't want to read a book about a whale. I want to see a movie about a whale. All right. Uh, all right. I mean, Ron Howard directed it, so. Did he really? Yeah. I like Ron Howard. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah. Uh, put him on par with Steven Spielberg as being wholly mediocre. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Spielberg? Man, he's in my... Oh, he's up there. He is super overrated. No, uh, he's still great, though. He might be overrated. It's like saying the Beatles are overrated. They're still they, no, they are. They're, they're still one of the best bands. They're ever. the definition of overrated. Right, but they're still great. They're just a band. <laughs> Steven Spielberg, just a director. Right. Yeah, I I, I love the Spielberg. Yeah. Well, not. speaking of movies, ooh, what? what? <laughs> I just noticed I'm out of beer, so oh, like, okay. must right. be the end of the show. Sure, sure. It's a, it's a good barometer for it, I guess. So yeah, I guess you're wanting me to pick a movie to watch. Hey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to go see Moby Dick at the theater? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> what's it, what's it called? It's I don't know. Dick. It's, it's Big Ocean Dick. Big Ocean Dick. <laughs> yep. And, Melville, uh, but that is only uh, referring referring to uh, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Maybe it's called Ahab. I don't. Know. I don't no, know. It, it has nothing to do with Moby Dick. It's like the heart of the sea or something. That's like that. right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think heart is in the title uh, at least. Heart of this something or other. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I saw a trailer today for a movie with uh, Captain Kirk from uh, the new Star Trek movies. Yeah. Uh, that basically looks like it's a remake of uh, The Perfect Storm, the George Clooney hey, oh, movie. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that movie was kind of disappointing. Yeah. Like, I, I think some of the special effects are great, and I love disaster movies. Right. But that one's just kind of disappointing all right, around. It's because the disaster is only for, like, one boat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. You, you you prefer your disaster to be spread uh oh, yeah. wide amongst cities I and, do. and yeah. planets. And maybe yeah, to say maybe the whole entire right, earth. Right. Yeah. Well there should be a saw another trailer for a movie then that you would probably enjoy called The Fifth Wave. Oh. It uh, appears to be some sort of alien invasion movie with uh Okay. Yeah. Uh Chloe Moritz. Chloe Grace Moritz. I don't know who that is, but I'm down. Hit girl from. Kick oh, it. she's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm down for that. All right. Well, we're not going to watch that for the Fifth show. Oh. And the trailer looks terrible, but it appears to have giant spaceships destroying stuff. I'm I'm in. Right. I'm in for so, that. There yeah. You go. Yeah. There's nothing else I need to know about that <laughs> except for where where do I buy my ticket? All right. <laughs> Fandango. Uh, yep. Uh, but the movie I'm going to pick for the next episode oh. is a movie that uh, I've, I've heard of and, and kind of wanted to see because I enjoy some of the actors in it. Uh-huh. But I'm not entirely sure what it's about. Oh. 
I do know it's kind of a thriller type of movie. Ah. Uh, the IMDb description says comedy, crime, drama, horror, thriller. I like a lot of those things. Right. Uh, it's called Cheap Thrills. Cheap Thrills. Yep. Don't know this. Is it? Is it like the life story of Janis Joplin? <laughs> yep. It, okay. Sweet. Because <laughs> her life was a comedy, drama, crime, horror, thriller. Well, it kind of was. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know this movie, so how could I veto it? Exactly. Yeah. That's my trick. Right. <laughs> That's often my trick when I pick obscure indie right. films that That's end up a, sucking. Like Possession. Like Possession. <laughs> I still haven't talked to my friend Joe to see if he was pulling my leg. All right. I don't think he was. I think he really likes that movie. I, I have a feeling it might be one of those movies that other people polarizing like, yeah. yeah yeah i think yeah i think people either love it or hate it and yeah. we obviously hated it yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i told our friend matt brassfield about it uh the day after and uh he was like oh so did you guys not record the podcast i was like no we recorded the podcast <laughs> stop the movie half an hour in and we still talk about it right for yeah. an hour <laughs> there's still plenty to talk about oh yeah yeah because he was supposed to be on the show with us because he owns a copy of it. He was like, well, I own a copy of it, but I've never seen it, so I guess that should tell you something. <laughs> right? No one's ever been like, oh, you have to watch this. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, hell, here it is a week later. We're still <laughs> we're talking still, about it. You know, I actually saw something. I think I was at GameSwap the other day, and they were watching something with Sam Neill. It might have been Jurassic Park. Right. But I, like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, ah, oh, Sam Neill. <laughs> that fucking terrible movie. I'm sure that's not Sam Neill's only terrible movie. No, no. And and I'm sure that's not his fault. He seemed fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sure when they told him to rock in a rocking chair for a half an hour, he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Cheap Thrills. Cheap Thrills, I'm down. All right. I, I've always liked Cheap Thrills, so. I figured. All right. I'm going to go pass out. Yeah, you got to get, get up in like three hours. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, good job. I'm really fucking dumb. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, at least, you know, you did this. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> Cheap thrills. Cheap thrills. All right. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming over. Uh, thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah. Good night, Edna. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody say good night to Goo and Edna. Good night, Goo. They were probably the best guests we've had so far. Yeah, they're most well-behaved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, goodbye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.